What's up, fans, family, and people who stumbled upon this podcast through some weird mistake? Uh, this is Michael. Just letting you know that Mac wanted to try something a little different with this one. See, normally I edit out a lot of the stuff that is kind of unimportant to the story or unimportant to anything that we're talking about, which is why we usually have an epilogue at the end. Well, Mac wanted me to edit out fewer things and just kind of let it run more naturalistically and continue going. So things may seem a little longer and maybe a little bit disjointed. That's the reason why. If you like what you hear, let us know at the email address, realcreaturefeature at gmail.com. Uh, if you didn't like it, also let us know because this will help determine where we end up in the future. Thanks a lot and enjoy the show. Everyone knows you should never take a physicist to a sci-fi movie. The same can be said about a biologist and a creature feature. We can point out how certain things are biologically unlikely or downright impossible, but that would be boring. So rather than pointing out what can't happen, why not ask ourselves, what if it was real? So using my super nerd levels of knowledge about biology, physics, and mythical creatures, my friends and I will explore how different creatures could have actually evolved on our planet and what they potentially would look like. Welcome back, everybody. My name is Mac, and welcome to A Real Creature Feature. I'm Dane. And today, we will be talking about the Puka. Puka. To make this easier, I also did uh, uh, did some uh, a couple of links. I, I saw those. Yeah, because um, I was like, mm, you know, it's going to make it easier for me to share. Yeah. Oh, but uh, before I say that, uh, we are going to be we're trying a little slightly different format. Oh, we are? Well, I'm I'm going to try to draw while we're talking. Oh, let's see if it works. To see if okay. it works, because we're practicing if we do live streams and stuff like that. Yeah. And also uh, on the top of this, uh, we we are part of a weird unofficial um podcast network oh ah yeah so yeah we're part of a uh unofficial a podcast network so i'm just gonna uh shout out some of the other podcasts that are kind of part of ours yep uh one is the remedial scholar the by remedial levi, scholar. yeah levi harrison uh basically like what he does is talks about like he goes does deep dives in different topics um this most recent episode uh is about joan of arc lax lax last week's it was about like different hoaxes that people put on you the one before that it was uh the ugly carnivals which is actually was about what they did to a lot of the french women after world war ii that were collaborators or had oh. or slept with the german soldiers interesting yeah uh stuff about pirates samurai like just different still pretty new and what about pirate samurais those are Ronin. I don't think they could actually be pirates, samurais. I'll get into this later. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then there's also the Dark Windows podcast. There's like over 300 episodes. Ooh, uh, yeah. a lot of episodes. Uh, two enthusiastic idiots talking about paranormal, cryptids, serial killers, and the dark side of history. Ah, we've got them beat. There's three idiots here. But yeah, those are, those are some people on our unofficial network. <laughs> okay fair enough glad to be here uh, i'll make sure not to cut them out this time mike 
Future note, don't cut this out. If you do, some people will be mad. Michael, Mm -hmm. Dean, what do you know about Zapuka? Okay, so the only thing I genuinely know about the Puka, as far as anything, comes from the Jimmy Stewart film slash stage play Harvey. Because Harvey is... Harvey in the in the performance is a puka. Oh, he's I didn't a, know that. Yeah, they actually call him they actually call him a puka. He is a, you know, in for those who don't know, Harvey is a great play. It's a great movie. Mm-hmm. It's in black and white. Don't let that scare you. It's very good. I love it because I never understood it until like way later in life. Uh yeah. in Who Framed Roger Rabbit, they actually f- reference it. Yep, they do. Anthony saw they he's seen a rabbit. And introduces Harvey. How you doing there, Harvey? And so in the play, Jimmy Stewart plays this character named Elwood Dowd, who is friends with a six-foot-tall rabbit named Harvey. But only he can see Harvey. So everyone basically thinks he's crazy. And it's a it's a very good play. I really like it. It's a good show. Highly recommend watching the movie. Yeah, it was it was very enjoyable. I've I've seen the movie and yeah, I was like, this is actually really good, and no wonder it's a classic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Um, I know Chase did that as a local no, theater. No, it wasn't uh, performance. No, I, thought, I, thought I know Chase because did. I was gonna lead into that by trying to do a Jimmy Stewart impression. Why, Harvey, you're a giant rabbit. Good, I, good, I, good, I saved us all. Yeah, good thing you didn't decided not to do that. Good, I've. Thank you. Thank me. I've saved us. <laughs> look, there's look, you have some incredible impressions. Well, this well, isn't one well, of well, them. Well, 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 what are you talking about? You sound more like Harry Carey. Yeah. You you can do a Harry hey, you do a mean Harry Carey. It's Harry Carey. I saw a rabbit. He just that, played baseball. Exactly. He's six That's feet it. tall. You got it. Would you eat him? I would. Oh, yeah, good stew. I, but I like uh, no, uh, for the when we went all to Germany to Berlin, uh, we were in the Berlin Vagabond production, and that Christine oh. actually uh, was the director of that because whoever oh, they okay. had as uh, the taxi driver at the end of the play dropped out mm-hmm. and so she needed somebody to fill in so she got me and uh so i played the taxi driver that set uh his family straight at the end where it's like this guy's good what do you... i've dealt with yeah. sane people and they're all bullshit yeah oh yeah because then you had to because make i i was young yeah. adventurous dean from parochial school now in high school who gets to say a swear word on stage Ooh, dean had to say i a was naughty um i i can feel it so, radiating. ah uh, didn't realize what a puka was yes he is a puka but he's just called you know uh, image that's yeah. referenced is just a six foot tall rabbit. Mm. Yeah, because I'm like, also there is that more recent uh, horror movie Puka on Hulu, yeah. and that's kind of different. Yeah, it's on Hulu, and it's kind of different. 
that's one of those things it's like so if you read into uh it it uh one of the references it actually does say uh where are you um apuka may be regarded as either menacing or beneficial so anyways along with that reference to jimmy stewart um if you watch uh who framed roger rabbit it finally clicked on clicked with me like a couple years ago when I finally watched the movie again. They're at the uh diner that's above the we, uh we already talked about We literally that. said that oh. earlier. Well, that it finally clicked on me a, a while ago that the guy mm-hmm. at the bar when Christopher Lloyd walks in and he goes, mm-hmm. "I got a rabbit right here." I, yep. We yep we he I think I think you might have been a little there you was might have a, been missing there was some a of that. black uh cutout oh, oh. before oh, okay. like I was frozen and then so you guys might have said it then and then so okay. there was a moment so there was weird. a glitch on my side so that's why I didn't okay. hear that hmm. we'll have to. We'll have to look into that then, because something's definitely that was weird. Because I definitely wasn't seeing a glitch on my side, at least. It was. I... Oh, you might have actually. I think you might have actually during that. You may have actually gotten up and gotten oh. a drink. <laughs> that I is. I didn't second, think. Yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe I did. That's how good my memory I don't know. is. Um. Uh, you're just. You're just. So then. Um, another reference to uh, the Puka was. Uh, the Spiderwick Chronicles, which is one of my favorite illustrations from Tony DiTrelizzi, is the Black Puka from the Spiderwick um, Chronicles actual book. Uh, I've got the image here. Um, anyway, so there's that. And then I started re-listening to um, the Lore podcast and... Uh, just, I started from the beginning and he had an episode on the Puka and where it, Pukas weren't originally depicted as six feet tall rabbits, but were, um, there is some rabbit features to them, but they are in the family of small mischievous creatures that, you know, in one culture, they're a goblin in another culture. They're called something else. Yeah, I was looking at like the et- etymology of it, and there's Puka has counterparts throughout the Celtic and Germanic cultures of Northwest Europe. Uh, for instance, Scandinavian language, we find the, according to Old Icelandic something, uh, Puki, which is like P U with like a little thing over it. K.I., Mischievous Demon, The Devil, um, or Pookie, uh, Puck Devil, so Spirit. Um, the, and then so the little, speaking of herb. Puck, that one is like, I don't know if you knew this, Mike, but Puck from A Midsummer's Night Dream, uh, Puck is a uh, is following the etymology tree from Puka where uh, yeah. Shakespeare anglicized it to Puck. 
Uh, I did. I didn't know it until about two minutes ago when I was looking through some of the resources that Mac. Had but I, yeah. So I, I, I didn't. Know that was that, one no. thing. Yeah, I, that I, was I one thing that I wanted to raise because I know uh, Midsummer's Night Dream is like your favorite Shakespeare play. Yeah, it is, and yep. still is. Yes. Well, he is. A, he is a mischievous one. Puck might do minor housework, quick, <laughs> fine needlework. Or butter churning. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The fair weird. And yeah. there's always some like weird, like certain things. Cause yeah, it was just like the uh, butter churning or making of butter or something. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, oh, they also might have been ba- uh, in The Witcher 3. They might, the Neckers. No, no. Pukas are described as stronger versions of the in-game monster called Neckers, oh. which were the underwater guys. Because in here they have it that they're based on the Nixies or the Neckers. Ah, but yeah, basically they are these shape-shifting um, hooligans who like to mess with. Also, if you uh, because of mid um, Midsummer's Night Dream, if you ever watch the show Gargoyles, they actually have the character Puck. Played by Data. Yep. One of his best voice yep. acting characters. Yes. Yes. Now that I that one I did know too. Uh but yeah. So to try to make up so like clearly we're not gonna have it that we, they can shape shift because that's just not a thing that we can easily replicate in nature, uh, I guess. I, I don't well besides if you like, you know, you're an octopus, then you can do some pretty cool shape shifting, but it's also more mimicry rather than just shape shifting. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I was just like, okay, who, which animals are super mischievous, mischievous, and are uh, you know nuisances or people butterflies like because they're crustaceans. I learned that. I, I learned that a while of <laughs> this random thing showed up on one of my rabbit holes that I fell into. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a video. I don't think I've ever heard of a butterfly being known as being mischievous. Well, I'm gonna say this though: Dean is definitely mischievous. Makes uh, sense. Would that would that be the monkeys? Man- yeah, monkeys are pretty are there too. I didn't I, I didn't include any of that. But also trash pandas. Oh yeah, raccoons. And also uh, another native species to our uh, continent. They have big poofy tails. Big poofy tails. They're and they're rodents. native to. What? And they're rodents. Oh, those the foxes? Squirrels. No, Squirrels. Psh. They're not. They're beautiful. Don't dumb. But they're still mi- mischievous. But people uh, like to uh, watch and butterflies. Yeah. And if they yeah. gather cool. in a particular orientation, they could change how they look. But then that would be a hive species, hive mind. Ooh. And we, we did do that with uh, uh, um, Hoop. Who, uh, who the holder the holder that's it. holder yeah 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 so I was, just, I was just waiting for one of you to not say it yeah i was just like uh it's something uh because uh yeah holder and yeah so my thought i thought was like you know it's a raccoon squirrel monkey yeah like like the ones that dean just posted earlier yeah kind of, yeah no yeah uh yeah they kind of look like that but yeah. you know let's well actually though uh the one from the spider wick uh, it looks like it still has wings, like little insect wings that are clearly yeah. non-functional. Well, I mean, what if they're just what if they're actually flapping and it's just going really fast right now? So you can't see how big they well, actually are. Both illustrations that I posted are from the Spiderwick Chronicles. But yeah, the yeah. more uh, 
illustrated or um, oil, or would you say that's watercolor? The the painting, that's painting, and that's a sketch. Uh, that is not watercolor. No, just because that... I'm not seeing. Oh, actually, the because actually traditionally good. people yeah. would take watercolors with them when they were doing nature illustrations. It's a lot. You want to add yeah. color? That or colors can be expensive. Yeah. Yeah. Look, this whole thing is sketchy. We've been doing this for well, so long now. Well, yeah, and also Puck is pretty. He likes yeah. To, what was it like? Pour poison in people's ears. Love potion. Uh, no, that was no, that was that that was that was an uncle of Denmark who did. Oh who likes yeah, to yeah. But he still has uh likes to pour stuff in people's ears. Interesting. Puck. Yeah, the potions like turn one person's head into a donkey. And then he yes. put a little bit of a love juice from a flower into the queen's eye. Yep. So she fall in love with the donkey. She fall in love with Donkey Man, and that's because he's an do. ass. The actual yeah. word. Said ass. I never ass. got old cartoons when they had somebody put up a thought bubble, like for Daffy Duck is dealing with a Nazi bird, and then he holds up a sign, or there's a thought bubble with a picture of a those metal jacks from the kids' game, and then he um, had a donkey's head that followed it for Jack Ass. Yep. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> It's, it's I don't care funny. who you are. That's funny right there. Now, here's the thing, though. So could this obviously, you know, there aren't really any uh, there's not many creatures that can bend the light to make themselves be invisible. No, not not in not as of yet. Technically, OK, technically, yes, they probably could be. But and then we don't know about them. But that's like a, yeah. also just like. The whole idea of like a lot of conspiracy theories are like, well, uh, there's no evidence because they hid it all. Yeah, but I mean, they did hide it but all. That's because yeah. they're good at camouflage. Yeah, camouflage. they are. Camouflage. I mean, that's the other option. Uh, a puka would have to be a master. You of don't camouflage. see them, you know, on the street. You see them out in nature where they can just be like, what's that? Just slink into the shadows. Just slowly slink into the shadows. Is that what Trying. you're doing? Why oh. is the camera now working? Because it's it's so because it's because because you're moving too slow. Well, I yeah. used to be able to just lean back, and the camera would just yeah, and then he would just yeah, and then he just disappear into the background. It's so but now funny. I guess but, it may uh, be because they turned on the light. Could be. Yeah. Yeah, because now you actually have real light on you, so now it's no longer trying to. Determine your, uh, you know, there you go. Now you're gone. Where'd you go? Come back. Oh, there you are. Thank God. That you're gone forever. Yeah. But yeah, it's, I mean, yeah, a puka could definitely be a slink into the shadows type creature. But I know that in previous discussions where we talk about the idea of nothing, you know, vision kind of comes with movement. Like you can't just invisibly move. You can't yeah. be there from like just... place to place. Yeah, and then also the whole problem with a uh, big problem with like invisibility stuff in general is uh, the notion of if light isn't touching, isn't like you know is reflecting around you, or you're not like you know anything bouncing off of you like that. How do you see? Because the only way you see is light hitting you, hitting you in the eye, ah. like reflecting off. You're something talking about the viewer. Off something 
No, no, no. I'm no. saying you, the person who's invisible. If you, if light goes right through you, or if light's bending around you, then how do you see if you are well, invisible? Because then you wouldn't have any light that would be reaching your eyes because it's refracting around you instead yes. of like going into Game your eyes. Game Master uh, General uh, Brennan Lee Mulligan dealt with this on um, the critical role when he guest hosted. Somebody rolled really high on their uh, ops, uh, not passive perception, but their. Uh, the perception role and. Yeah. There was only two spots that moved in the background, but they were constantly in line with each other as if they're eyes of somebody who is invisible. Uh, yeah, that's oh. basically that's the only way to actually do it in real life is that you have it that everything's invisible except for, you know, these black dots because, you know, your pupils. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yep. So, or congratulations, you, Or you do it episode where it, one of yeah calamity. calamity. Or you have it that you're just diffusing um, the light. So, like, if you're in a dark, shadowy area, you just match better with that environment. Yeah. So, yeah. So the idea is that we could have a camouflaged, you know, like necessarily just a camouflaged creature who. Now, would it have would it have speed on its side? Do you think then? I would think so because you know if it's mischief and if everything else, you don't want to get beat up. Yeah. So if you're small, quick, funny guy, then yeah, you're going to be pretty quick and just. Which is where they're also came. very well known for dressing up in court gesture clothes to hide amongst the royalty in France. And slap the king's ass. Is this a real thing or are you making this up? Please tell me it's a real thing. I can't tell most of the time. That's why I had to no, ask immediately. Uh, the, I need there to is know. a there's a YouTube channel that uh, she does. She did a video about uh, black uh, the our flag is death TV series. Oh, oh yeah. our flag means our flag, our flag, flag means death. death. Yeah. Um, she did a video on that, um, but she's done other videos. And one of the more recent ones is she went in. She was going to do this video on this famous court jester in France, medieval France. Um, but that story of this famous court jester got away with a bunch of stuff because he was so witty and he something got into his head and he slapped the king's ass and the king was upset with him and his response was my lord i thought you were the queen that's why i slapped your ass which didn't uh. really <laughs> diffuse the situation and so the king is like he takes a minute and he's like okay you were my favorite court jester. I had great respect for you. I am going to let you choose how you want to die. Yeah. You're going to we're going to have to put you to death, but you get to choose how you want to die. And his response is, my lord, I want to die of old age. So so the ah. king 
exiles him and he dies of old age in you know some in an exiled on, state. On, yeah, exiled to some island somewhere. You know what? To his credit, that's actually probably the smartest movie could have made. That yep. story just appears. Like if you go to the Wikipedia page, it's on the Wikipedia page for this gesture and yeah. the sighting for it goes to a website that cites something that is actually from the website itself. So it's just like its own circle. And she did yeah. a whole lot of research and she she lives in Chicago, I think. So she actually at one point went like she found French historical stories, found some of them online and was able to read them and have one of her friends translate the French. And then she ends up going to a library in Chicago. And I think it was Chicago, but she goes to the library to their um, rare documents um, section where this mm -hmm. book only has like a couple editions and they've got a copy of it. And she went and looked. And so she was trying to find out where this story came from. Is there any historical precedent to this story? Or is it just something that suddenly appeared? So that video is worth watching. Um, but yeah. Yeah, it's uh, that's the problem with a lot of... Uh, there are certain things that... You don't know if it actually happened because the only thing that's saying that it happened is one reference point and that's it. And it's the same thing with like how you do like people would like justify like Flat Earther or uh, oh, what's her name? Madam. Uh, she talked to she's the reason why there's so many people that talk about like the the hidden lords of or the Tibetan masters and yeah. like a huge bunch of stuff with like a. Oh, Madame Blavatsky. That's it. Um, that she, like she, she just made up a bunch of stuff, and people are now are referencing it more and more and more. And it's just like this person literally made this up, like after the fact. So I'm like, you're just referencing, but because it happened in the 19th century, people are like, but look at this book, and it's just like it's just this big old circle. So it's like the Lemurians and the um, lizard people, the Anunnaki, all that other stuff. It just it's they're referencing themselves. But one of the things know. is uh, I found it. It was Kaz Rowe, uh her chat channel. Uh, the gesture was triple it, triple A. Um, yeah. And his name ended up because he was so fan. I mean, so part of the history is there were two triple eights, uh, triple A's that were can um, got melded together for two different kings um and yeah. they were so popular as gestures that name triple a became the kleenex of facial tis tissues you know uh, okay. i would say the the kleenex of gestures yeah he's yeah so oh yeah i guess that makes sense mac yeah the, that's, that's how you would say that yeah i know yeah. So yeah. So the name became synonymous with gestures. Yeah. Like it became a, an official title. Yeah. You know, it became the title yeah. of that specific job. 
Um, yeah. But one of the th also she talked about what gestures actually were, and they were popular because they were actually disfigured or they were midgets or they were otherly abled and um you know we've always had a fascination with freaks throughout history yeah, yeah we do and Whee! before you had freak shows you for the court they found this freak and that was what a gesture was so i mean to be honest you could have a very famous mischievous puck who uh, or puka, if you want to call them a puka. Um, yeah, because it was like puck. I, I was going to say puck would be an individual and he is of yeah, the puka. They could have an official ah. title amongst themselves, Robin Goodfellow. And he yeah. became the Robin Goodfellow of the French court. Yeah. Where he um in there was a there's a book there was a book series I, because it never finished and it was um oh what's it but they had a character that was that they like they're like oh you're a puck and they're like no I am the puck but it's because of like how they are just doing everything um uh, Sandman Sandman I was just listening to Act One and yeah. one of the last stories <laughs> for that section of the Sandman um, comics by Neil Gaiman. Puck never left Earth with the fairy yep. folk. Yeah. He stayed behind. He didn't go with the did. long man of Essex or... Yeah. Well, he was uh, he was rogue and impish. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, he... And yeah, it, a lot of the times that is like they're... The fake courts are kind of boring sometimes. Yeah. So it's like, why would I want to be around a bunch of people snobbish individuals when yeah. humans can be more fun to poke fun at yeah well we are well we are very we do have very unique shapes but um i i think it's an interesting concept in the idea of puck and puka tend to you know you know puck would be a puka in this regard yeah because i was looking through the stuff but i guess i didn't ask Again, do would they fall under the category of fake creature then? Yeah, probably. Oh, of course. Yeah. We're gonna you know, even I'm getting tired of trying to have to be like, it's fey. You know what? No, yeah. they're they they come from the hollow earth. Well, yes, it's the the people of the hill. Yeah, they come from it, the oh, hollow hill. That's oh, what man. the fey are. <laughs> yeah. The people of the hill. The, the people of the, the the people of the five hells. Yeah, the fair folk. Bah. But you call yeah. them the fair folk because they're not all that fair. Get out of it. Get out of the hole. We don't want you in the hole anymore. Well, yeah, get, get out of the hill. Go somewhere else. Yeah. Luca has a sufficiently grotesque elfish aspect. Oh, yeah. look at that poor bird. That uh, picture of the. Oh, hello. God, uh, this is you. you you're the one who posted it. Not who Dean. I, I did. Dean. What? I just looked up Puka, and there's an RPG. You have to share a monster manual sheet of the Puka. Of, what of, is this of, from? Of, of, of hot I'm bunny trying Puka. to find out what RPG it's from. Yeah, yes. Where can I get a copy of this monster manual? Uh, give me a second. The, the font looks like it's from the D &D best D&D Monsters A to Z. 
No, that's the that's the thread that it was posted in. Is that supposed to be Pathfinder? It looks like Pathfinder. Kind of does look like Pathfinder. Wait a second. Yes, I get it. Okay, it's not in the second edition. I have that on digital. Give me a second. I still got the books over here. All right. Here. We're going to have to get this. We're going to have to get this on. Uh, we're going to have to get this on the Instagram. Shit, buddy. Hey. Hey, it's not our fault. Our parents sat us down in front of the TV. The cartoon mouse just happened to be there. H-L-M. It's it's fully it's fully our parents' fault that this is how it happened. Though I also don't Oh. Okay, so then it's not in the first edition. Or uh, not in uh, volume one. D20 PFSRD Home Bestiary Bestiary by Type Fay Puka. Edition. Wait, what was that? Okay, can you not there. can you say that again, Dean? It's in the with the Fay. No, no. Oh, from the Monster Man. Okay. That's the yeah tales of our kind. Oh jeez. See, see no, that's that's way too Reddit vanilla. Monster discussion. It's just, puka. In volume I mean, two. basically just basically just humans with long ears. That's not that does not fill the void. Yeah, no, those if you wanted that, they also have more recently. Oh, what were they? The heron, I want to say, or the hare or something. Yeah, D and D came uh, out with rabbit people not too long ago. Oh, yeah. Oh, of course. Why it. not? But I found the Hodag. I think we already referenced it. Yeah. Yes, we did. 148. That was uh, from a kickstart. This one's from a kickstarter. That... Yep, there it is. That it's one in, feels... It's in volume four. Ah, okay. It's page... Yeah. See, again, this feels like... This one, this rabbit does feel like it needs, yeah. like, a, a waistcoat and some pants. Yeah. It doesn't have a good mouth. Oh, no, I'm talking about the one that Dean just put up on the screen. The one that Dean just put up in the chat. Yeah, I was just talking about, like, the wheat. Yeah. Doesn't look like it would be good at chewing on, like, you know, anything. Yeah. But yeah, the one that you posted there, yeah, that looks more like a rabbit thing. It needs, it needs, it needs a, it needs a waistcoat at least. Yeah. And, and, uh, a, a monocle maybe, and a pocket watch. Yes. Because it's always late. Late yes. for a very important date. Well, Honestly, it needs something, you know? It's kind of like it's kind of like looking at the um uh the aliens in Mac and Me. Oh. Uh, like they're here's the thing though. When they put them in clothes, it's like no, they actually need to be naked. They don't look good in I mean, clothes. Yeah. <laughs> the mother alien with earrings and wearing that oh, yeah. uh Sunday hat with the Jackie the veil. Yeah, the Jackie yeah. O hats. It's crazy. Why would you put the aliens in this? I believe, and I've been watching a lot of like short circuit clips recently for some reason. It's become a weird obsession for me. And I'm thinking about this. I believe Johnny Five could become a citizen more than these aliens could become citizens. Yeah, they didn't look the smartest. No. Oh, it's so, it's such a ridiculous thing. And that's like, like the way Mac and me even ends blows my mind. It's like, they blow up a freaking gas station, kill a kid, then bring him back to life, and then they're made them. And then it just cuts to them being made American citizens. And I'm just like, this is this is wacky. Somebody greenlit this and said this is a good idea. I don't know what they were thinking though. They were thinking we could we're gonna make so much money. And they were and how wrong they were. I mean, I don't know. Maybe maybe. 
Maybe all that sponsorship from McDonald's helped and Coke. It's been so long. I haven't seen that movie since the early 90s. Oh, it's well worth it if you can get your uh, hands on. Uh, oh, no, no. I know. I, I know how I could find a copy, but it's just. Yeah. And also the all of them doing the um, Paul Rudd. Just yeah. wait for the next uh, no, MS... movie. He'll he'll bring along yeah. a clip from the movie. But there's no Conan show anymore. Conan's yeah, not doing Conan any podcast. Nope. Uh, well, there he's supposed to have something on H on you know on Max at some point, but who knows what the hell's going to happen since that merger? I I sure is shooting don't. But no, the um no, but the whole thing is uh, Mystery Science Theater did a uh for their last season on Netflix. They did Mac and Me as one of the movies, and it's so funny. It is so good. I. It's one of those reasons where it's like I might get Netflix again is just to watch, you know, the Mystery Science Theater episodes again. But here's the beauty of it. Because they own the rights to it, I can buy them digitally off the Gizmoplex. So if I want to have seasons 10, if I want to have seasons 11 and 12, I just got to give them some money. And they're like, here, you can watch these. They're yours now. Like, that was probably I was watching. uh, get off track again i was watching a documentary about mystery science theater and how joel created the show the aesthetic and how they basically ended up on the comedy channel um and it was really interesting like when they talk about the idea of like making a deal with com with what was then you know what was what, what would become comedy central they basically joel was like basically comedy central was like we don't have a huge budget and we need to fill a two hour and you can fill a two hour time block. That's great. And Joel's like, it's like, we can't afford to pay you. We don't have the money to pay you for these episodes yet. And Joel said, that's fine. But then in the meantime, I want full ownership of these of these shows that we produce for you. They are mine, even if our deal ends. And they agreed. So smart Joel man. has. Yeah. Joel has always played the smart move of. This is Mystery Science Theater is my baby. It is mine and I have full ownership over it. So he can do what basically whatever he wants with it. And that's I'm sure that's also part of why they can have the the Netflix episodes on the Gizmoplex as well, but with like a fee having to be paid for those. Yeah. You know, you know, which is fine. Cuz the cool thing is you can basically watch almost the entire series like they have like 90, if not a full like 100% of the episodes, like 90% of them are free on the Gizmoplex. So yeah. it's well worth it. It's it's such a nice thing. That community is fun. I I hope they continue to make more seats because the last one was the last Found one out was that uh, Rift Tracks is on our TVs. Yeah, that too. Yeah, Rift Tracks has on our on our uh, smart TVs. They have um samsung tv plus on there it's free for us and they have like a bunch of like specialty channels one of which is a riff tracks channel so they just have like riff tracks playing 24 7 on our tvs because it's either that or the hell's kitchen channel which that is was the, what uh, usually the one that automatically yeah pops i was up. just gonna say that's the one that would automatically pop up and then i'd wake up from falling asleep and have gordon ramsay yelling at, at everybody which is yeah. apparently so different from hell's kitchen british version yeah yes 
or oh, yeah. Hell's Kitchen Kids or whatever. Oh yeah, she, Master Chef Junior. Yeah, that, yeah, I freak. Well, and the thing the, is, there was a oh, cooking sorry. competition that he was on, and there was a 19 year old who was gonna lose the. He was gonna be uh, kicked out, but Gordon Ramsay was like, yeah. "Yes, you're not gonna be finishing this show, but I'm paying for your college tuition because you are." too good at the age of 19 to give up this stream. Yeah, I, I will say Gordon Ramsay is not the person that he appeared on Hell's Kitchen. No, he but is it's like, but it's producers like, hey, do you want to make a lot of money? You got to do yeah. it this way. Yeah, be. Yep. Yep. And I mean, don't get me wrong. They understand what an American audience wants, and it's very different from what a British audience usually wants. I mean, even look at like the great British Bake Off. I mean, look at Bake Off. Like, it's supposed to be a it's supposed to be a baking competition, and everyone's so nice. It's not yeah. like the I mean, art the... blower, uh, not our glass blower oh, yeah. competition show mm-hmm. that I think is on Netflix. Those I only saw like clips here and there on one of my vacations because one of my siblings liked to watch it, and I'm just like. Holy crap, these guys are catty. Talking yep. shit about each oh. other. Oh, so I kind of like how they did it with Lego Masters. All very yeah. positive. Oh, yeah. Well, I think that's part of the thing is um it's it's that it plays into that American aesthetic though of it's every it's basically every person for themselves cuz we are a very self-centered, you know, Society. Yeah, fine. Whatever you want whatever, to use. Whatever well, you want to use. Ten or the twenty dollar word you want to use. Yeah, Mister Fancy Mr. Fancy Pants. I wish I had the song to be a, able to play that right away. Dances out your fa- pants are not as fancy as the pair. A very fancy pants, Mister Fancy Pants would wear. I love. Jonathan Colton's brilliant. He needs to do more things. But yeah, look at that happy boy. You're making a. You're making a very happy boy there, Mac. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's gonna that's gonna look nice on the Insta. Yeah. Right next, oh. right next to the picture of the bunny that ne- definitely needs a waistcoat, and and the hot one from the Monster Manual. Very excited to see these ones go up on the Instagram. Yeah. I, so I, I think the thing with the with the puka, if it's not a, obviously a fake creature, it is shocking how many of them like just how many that Dean has pulled oh, all yeah, have, yeah. all have rabbit look to them. Yeah. Harvey has definitely influenced a lot of that. Yeah. And that is something that I was bringing up. I was like, I don't know what's up with that. Like that is like that. But then well, also I think, well then also now that I think about it, like Br'er Rabbit, like all those Bugs Bunny. Yeah. Coming from an archetype of a machine. Well, and then rabbit. you've got a lot of yeah. fic, uh, fairy tales. Um, where I don't know if there's any African tales. I think their mischievous character is the spider Anansi. Yeah. But there's yeah, other but cultures well, that have Anansi type stories, but about a rabbit. Just look at like Aesop's Fables. They have different characters. Yeah. Or there's a, or of course there's also from a lot of, uh, from a lot of Native American traditions. There's also the tales of Coyote. Yep. And there are rabbits too. Yeah. 
from that one. Yeah, it's it's one. Yeah, it's just he's a. Well, I'm not gonna say generic because the, no, it's the. But yeah, the the comedian, the um, the mischief maker, and that's where the whole thing where they talk about where he's um, either, they're either um, malevolent or beneficial, or because it's like where it's like the they they have the joke and but they keep pushing it too far. Yeah. Because they're like, oh, it's funny, huh? And but they keep wanting to egg, like keep going, keep going. But then they hit that wall, and it's just like, no, mm-hmm. you went too far, and now you are going to be exiled. Yeah, I'm yeah. Just I'm looking into this right now because because I'm also looking at some of this, and I'm like, hey, do you know what also ends with the um? Because I'm looking at like for the Pookie, um, for yeah. the old Is- Icelandic and mischievous devil. It's like, hey, do you know what also ends with the uh, uh, ki what's that loki ah trickster guy there's yep. a really yeah. good video about uh loki was actually um oh. from overly sarcastic they did a video about loki and where the etymology of loki would actually mean that he was like a kitchen god oh. i don't doubt it which also fits very well in with a mischievous um, liar, just you know, misleads you. Yep. Ooh, all praise to Anoya, goddess of things stuck in drawers. Uh, I'm just looking at some of these. Wow, there's a lot more traditions of like mischievous of mischievous creatures being rabbit-like. That is, yeah. Uh, because well, uh, the and then fox and then foxes coming up next. Yep, Fox. Especially in so, Japanese culture, because then yeah. they have the Anari. But overly sarcastic yeah, talked about, was talking uh, in that video, also talked about Norse mythology, where the Norse did not write down their stories. And the and what? it didn't, they didn't write down their stories like other cultures. And so uh, the prose Edda yeah, Nanto Snorri Anderson. Yeah, he he was the first one, and how he wrote them was also he didn't portray them as gods. He wrote them more as if they were like uh, cultural heroes, because you can't because in Christianity you can't have any and other gods. He, yeah. Part of the the thing is is with the North uh, uh, Pantheon, he gave them Christian correspondence so that. Uh, I think you could say that he came up with Adam and Eve are the two people after Ragnarok happened. Yeah, it could be. Because yeah. with well, the Prozetta, we don't know after he happened. wrote it, then you had Ragnarok and then things happened. Then there was a continuation after the end of the world. Yes. We, uh, in depending on how you read it, we, we, Ragnarok already happened and we are uh, what happened afterward. Yeah. I'm kind of shocked that the Norse don't want to write down their mythologies. I mean, that cosmic cow thing's pretty wild. Yeah, but that was also, you know, over a thousand years ago when nobody was, but very few people were writing anything down. What, didn't anyone have any paper back then? No. You had to chisel it into rock for where they were. That's why the only one, the only information that we have left is chiseled in rock. Good. It lasts longer that way. Unless you don't have uh, access to good tools to after chisel. watching uh oh, after watching that? after humans from History Channel, 
I want to yeah. start a Kickstarter to get enough money to uh, build a tower in the Saharan desert, carve the history into it, and then bury it. So, do you know about the, there was like these three stones that were, I think, in Georgia? The Georgia Guidestones. I, yeah, you know, they I got, know. you know what happened to them? Yeah, that's why he wants to bury them. Because then no one will know where they are until a thousand years later. Dean, you're a After genius. After humanity, the whole show, you know, okay, this is what happens in a month. This is what happens in a year. This is what happens after five years, ten years, a million years. The only thing that we're going to have that's going to be anything like leaving proof that we were on the Earth is invasive species uh, that end up taking over places that, you know, like down south, there's a particular, yeah, kutsu. That's going to be evidence that we were here. Pythons eating everything and being the only thing left in uh florida from us lionfish so you got that anything that we've built by that time the stuff that was we have progressed quote unquote progressed to a point that all of our now information where is it it's yeah it's Uh, ones and and zeros in the ether and once those machines are gone and destroyed, you know, from if we weren't here to protect everything and keep it running, all that information is gone. The yeah, but that's the problem is that um, there's no way of storing that information not in that manner because if you're like, oh well, we're just chisel that we don't. I don't think we have enough stone. The oh, the other fine. thing then we the other thing is is like. We have chisel. We have, if you go back in time, we've chiseled stuff into stone and we can understand that stuff. Yes, the Book of Mormon golden tablets cannot hold all that information that is supposedly from those golden tablets. If it was, it would be the book itself based off of the, um, replica that the modern mormon uh church has based off of that it would be like six feet tall to fit all that information into but the other things that are gonna last much longer is gonna be stuff on the moon and our voyager was it voyager that had the golden disc yes yeah but yeah that isn't going to last forever because it's going to be constantly pelt with miniature stuff that are in space. And that's eventually going to deteriorate as well. Yep. Nothing yeah. lasts forever because even, uh, even with that, eventually the landmass, wherever you bury, it's going to deteriorate or move or shift or something like that. And it's going to, you know, expose it or break it. Or it's going to f- eventually fall in Mariana's But strength. I just want to give us a better chance to have something. Yes, we were here. So that when the other aliens who get off of their planets and haven't destroyed themselves by nuclear Armageddon like all the other alien spaces, species that are out there. We have to build a monolith and put it on the moon. Ooh, 
No, how about this? Let's just let's just do let's just rebuild the Georgia Guidestones, but with just one very simple rule in multiple languages. Don't be a dick. They'd probably blow it up too. Oh, please. Why? Because I said dick? No, it's because uh, they would still be like, oh, you're telling us what to do. Well, and you're uh, telling us not to be a dick, so therefore we have to be. No, they they blew it. They blew it up because it went against their god. Really? Didn't they even. God in their head, baby. Yeah, got. They were told that it was. Everything goes against their god. Yep. And when everything goes against your god, nothing is for. Nothing is really that. Then really, does your is your god stand for anything then? Uh, for them, they believe that their their god believes that uh white people. Now they they don't even believe that. A lot of them do. They don't. No, they believe that they are good, no matter what they do. It's not even white people. It is just them. Yeah. You got to remember, at the drop of a hat, they will they will turn on you the second that you do anything that they don't like. You know this. Yeah, on the moment you are inconvenienced, you are eliminated. All right, we got it. In, in two hours, we've got at least 30 minutes worth of stuff on this, at least. So yeah. Let's wrap up hookahs. Okay. So basically, yeah, we're having a creature that's going to be a mix of a bunch of things. Yeah. Yeah, you, I, I see your pictures are going to be a happy dog, man. Yeah, I'm probably going to give him longer ears since everybody keeps making him more rabbit-like. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, I'm not against happy dog, man. You know, yeah. look at I mean, honestly, it, it and it could still be an amalgamation because kind of even looking at some of this folklore stuff, there is no just one describer of the puka. Yeah. You know, it's clearly can be it's a creature of multiple shapes and sizes. And I can't because I can't find it. That's the thing that's kind of annoying me right now. It's just because I can't find it. I remember there was something about it where it's like they 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 can transform, but they aren't a perfect uh shaper like they will always have like a tell of something or i'm confusing that with something another yeah because that's always a thing too it's like sometimes we're like they have a a uh, horses or donkeys but i'm not seeing anything like that yeah the puka has the power of human speech and has been known to give advice and lead people away from harm though the puka enjoys confusing and often terrifying humans it is considered to be benevolent. So says Creepy Birdman Puka. Aw. I like you pre I like your creepy birdman Puka. Get that get that creepy bird Puka on the uh in the in the wiki too. Get him on the gram because he definitely feels like the bird the bird Puka from the one uh from the from the Wikipedia kinda just needs to he needs his day in the sun. Or her day. Their day in the sun. Depiction of the Puka in Weirt Sykes. Book British Goblins, Welsh Folklore and Fairy Mythology, eighteen eighty. Well, you know, we had a that was back that was a, that was back when illustrations didn't Today have to be. We good. had a bad hair day. Boo. <laughs> but okay, so so yeah, we're gonna have a like a a, a fairly small mischievous cre- creature that you know has pr- nimble hands like a uh, monkey, like a raccoon. That you know, it allows itself to get into trouble. No, actually, just looking up and just digging through this now, according to at least some, at least according to some legends, nothing specified yet. Uh, the puka is adept shapeshifter capable of assuming a variety of terrifying or pleasing forms. Yep. Hello. It can take a human form, but will often have animal features such as ear and tail. This is according to 
mystical mythology from around the world. So once again, people spread us out there so that we can make a second edition version of that. I tried to buy a copy of that. Uh, And when I say try, I mean, I bought it. Ah. It was supposed to be delivered. Never came. Oh, no. That sucks. But I'm like, I could do a section on Puka and do that story of a puka in a uh in the court of a french king yeah yeah so so you you'd expand beyond lumberjack tales then yeah, well that's they that's france genius. doesn't have forests france doesn't have lumberjacks you don't know they could have well yeah, I, they yeah, had sure nobody they cutting down much. wood what they would they might not have the lumberjack but they might have the wood cutter yeah, it would be a wood. Yeah, lumberjack was like. The, Come on, coal burners, get to that coal burning. Uh, Just because okay, they didn't so have flannel in the medieval. That's what makes a little lumberjack. Also wearing women's clothing. They were just French. Okay, so what should we talk about? New gargoyles. Time? Ooh, gargoyles. I actually wouldn't. I wouldn't mind that. Okay. What? What's, what's this? this? What's this? Okay. 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 I guess if you want to do a water spell, that's fun. A water spell? A real creature feature is created by Matt Kuklinski, starring Matt Kuklinski, Michael Seaman, and Dean Snow. Any questions, comments, artwork, or general inquiries can be sent to realcreaturefeature at gmail.com. You can view any submitted fan art and pictures on our Instagram at a real creature feature. Some episodes were recorded weeks in advance due to our current sporadic recording schedule. Any comments left will be seen and addressed at some point, and you will be credited unless you tell us you wish to remain anonymous. If you like the podcast, please leave a review on the podcast app that works best for you. It really helps us out. Also, tell your friends, enemies, and total strangers about the podcast. They might enjoy it too, and that can bring us all closer together. But I will say this: Denver was fun. We saw all sorts of things. We uh, had a we real got good time. The books from the we... place. The yeah. place. The books. Well, Convergence Station. He doesn't. It's he. I. We may have told you we went to go see Meow Wolf's art display in Denver called Convergence yeah. Station. Yeah. And so they have what they have there is um, during the during the art display. There's this area called the Ossery. And there are a few books that are laid out in the ossery that you can, you know, go through. And it kind of gives you an explanation of what Convergence is, what it's supposed to be, and how some of it came to be. The problem is, though, it's all there and the books are basically melded, melted into everything. So it's not like you can pick them up, take them with you. And I took photos. So I made, as I said, I made the very conscious choice of buying the books that they had, which are the exact copies of the books that they have in the art display. Like you could find all of these books to read through them at mm-hmm. the at the display if you how, wanted. How to. long has Convergence Station been open? Let's see, God, three years because maybe the, now. Because the even. other thing no, is no, because everybody wants to look at them, and they're yeah. they're not on actual paper it's a plastic thing so from the friction uh, of hundreds of thousands of people flipping the pages 
different uh, pages have been worn really roughly so that mm. some of the stuff you can't read. Um, mm. But but if it didn't have it that way and it was yeah. uh, um, you didn't have it on plastic and it was just paper, it'd be gone. Yeah, I I I, <laughs> no, I, I, yeah. I was just saying that's the one of the side effects. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. No. The other thing is, yeah. yeah, I'm just saying like you can't win. Well, yeah. you probably probably the better idea would be to print it on a page on actual paper mm-hmm. and then do something to to protect the paper because then that way the ink is on something that's porous and uh, make it. Laminated. Yeah, yeah that well, be I, I liked what they did with um in the one area with they had where you found like the that alcove with the book about the yep. whales. That was really that was cool because it was like it was supposed to be like a big metal. It was supposed to be very much like very much in a big metal book. And then as you're flipping through the pages, like it's put into it's all protected by resin. And those so those had been staying yeah, very that one nice. stayed really nice. Uh Sort of, you could almost think of it as the golden temp, uh, the golden book from Mormonism, where yeah, the, oh, yeah. where yeah, it was, yeah. you know, a three ring binder with the supposedly golden sheets that held all the information. Yeah, it was. Uh, it, but it was neat. The display, as uh, I think I've told everyone else at this point. It's not quite as, um, I, I guess the, the story's not quite as, like, coherent as Omega Marts can be, uh, but it's also a nicer location. Like, the art displays are cool, There's but there's a little less, um, also a little less, like, cohesion between, like, the locations you can go to, but it's a nice big space, so there's plenty of room for everyone. Where occasionally, okay, locations in Omega Mart can feel very claustrophobic, especially if you get oh. more than, you know, you get a couple dozen people in there and the locations can get very cramped. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, it was still fun. The art was cool. Uh, the locations were neat. And a lot of like the stuff they're doing was kind of really unique and bold, like, especially for what they try to pull off. Uh, the story itself is a little confusing until I actually started to read the supplemental books I bought. Oh, then I'm yeah. like, oh, okay, this all kind of makes sense now. And yeah, it's, it, but yeah, it's a little bit trickier because the, the problem was we were there for three and a half hours. <laughs> and by the time we're getting done with stuff, it's just like, we're getting so close to end game, but we're also getting very tired. Yeah. So it's like, oh, we just want to finish this up. And fortunately, we ran into a couple of people who were able to help us out just to give us the clues. I'm like, here's where we are. We're basically one or two. We're within one or two steps of each other. Here's what we've gotten so far. And they're like, okay, you're almost there. You've just got to hit a few more locations and then go back to one location to just do the end. Were, um, were they both sitting on the car in C Street? Uh. One was sitting on the car in C Street. The other one was the uh, the other one was we ended up talking to the one dude who uh, was doing all the cards for a bunch of people to do end game stuff. Oh, with, yeah, that's right. Where He was just going around. Yeah, We're we saw the, the one dude. No. Well, and the thing about this is like, unlike the end game with Omega Mart, where depending on which route you take, you might never get it done because of the 10 minute cooldown that it has. 
this one is at least the idea of like to keep flow through going wherever you scan that card, it will move you to the next phase after a certain number of scans. I so was it's like constantly the story... one or two beeps behind him. Yeah, because every because he was because I had started and gotten like one or two scans ahead of him just by my nature of just like, OK, another place to scan. Got it. Because it didn't matter where you scanned from necessarily. It just mattered that you made the scan. And the cool thing we learned was, because the one nice thing that they have is if you want to review what you already have, they have what they call like memory ATMs. Like they're just kiosks that you can access data. Those even counted as scans towards the story. So like you might be at like one of those locations trying to review stuff. And then all of a sudden you'll get a message saying, Hey, you got a message from someone in a story-based level, in a story-based section. So that was neat, too. Yeah, at least they have that. The yes. Oh, yeah, because as part of the rule, like, instead of you, instead of basically having a, like, general cooldown for every kiosk, it was tied specifically to your card. So when you scanned it, you couldn't come back to that section for five minutes to scan again, you know, forcing you to kind of move around the location. Yeah, which was, uh, and that way you're not having like the situation where we had to go to different computers at because one's probably not working. No, right there's or, people sitting oh. at it, and that's got specific information on it to download onto your boop card, and yeah. so you're so this way it's more it's tied directly to your specific card. Yep. Oh yeah. We um. Yeah. We. I still think we should go back to Omega Mart see if they've made any fixes to it, and then just talk to them about trying to create a nudge. You know, something where it's like people know that the data saved to the like that they can review it like, somewhere else. Especially when you're on the computers, you you get to the computers, you boop your card, and then you get a message on the screen downloading to your. Yeah, to, to your, your card, just to something. your offsite computer. Yeah, because that's the one problem that they had was, especially in two locations, because in two of the locations, they only had two computers and there's hundreds of people trying to access it. Yeah, that's not good. And nobody. And so that's the problem. Nobody knows that. Like, I didn't even know until Dean said, I'm like, you really moved through that computer fast. And he's like, yeah, I saved everything to my card so we can review it later. It's like, I'm not wanting to sit there. I mean, even on C street, there's that milk bar. There is that milk bar where there were like three computer stations. uh, And the uh, one was open because the, they've got metal keyboards with, the mouth yeah. mouse bar and the clicker set into yeah. this uh arcade cabinet basically and i yeah. was trying you know i could use i could move the mouse around but i couldn't select things on the screen so that one was open yeah. it wasn't workable but there were other people at the other ones clicking going through watching stuff or you'd go to the small boop stations and people would be watching the animations on that. It's like, yeah, walk three feet down that way to the um, 
the ATM, ATM uh, memory ATM and watch the video on there. Yeah. And that's a regular, you know, LCD TV screen, computer screen that you can yeah. watch it better. Yeah. And it's like, oh, yeah. And get away from up- there so I can boot my cart so I can catch up. Yeah. Oh, the one that really got me is like, because what ended up happening is like two hours, like two, two and a half hours in, we both decide we're going to go down and just get something to eat, get some water. And we end up going into, we end up going and I'm like, I'm just going to review what we already got. And like, you could watch all the videos, you could see stuff. It was fine. But I don't think there's enough of a nudge to let people know that this stuff is getting saved so that they can review it later, especially because... The cool thing is on the back of the card, you I got a QR code. Yeah. So on the back of your card, there's a QR code. And what you do is you can scan the QR code and it takes you to a website specifically linked to that card. So then you can review everything that you've collected at that point. And it works just the same way as the memory ATMs, only it's on your phone. On your but own time. Most people don't really. Yeah, and most people just don't realize that they could do that. And there's that. nothing, That's and what was nice with, you know, you gradually collect these memories with actual animated videos. You watch yep. those, and it actually gives you the story. It's not like Omega yep. Mart, where we randomly found a TV screen that sort of just artistically piecemealed <laughs> yep. everything together. Yeah, it did. That was that was a good find though. That was funny. Yeah, it was just a quiet corner where no one else was, and it was just sort of like showening a video of stuff that like explains a lot of the story of what I wish happening. we were there was like, at the convergence station when they were having one of those events in the theater that's behind the uh luncheon area. Yeah, that would have been cool. Yeah, we'll we'll do it next time. We got to take Kurt yet. He he'll want to take that. He'll want to take that Twilight Ghost tour. I know that for a fact. So it'll be fine. It'll be fine. I got a Viewmaster. Yeah, he did. He bought a Viewmaster while we were there. It works. Is that like those red things as a kid that had the pinwheel thing and the yeah click and it gives you 3D images of the facility. There's two reels that you can get. I went online to see if they had Viewmasters for the other places. They do, but they don't sell the reel separately. So you have to get the Viewmaster with the two reels for each one that you want to get. Yeah. And honestly, that's all you... That's... And you just only need one Viewmaster for any of this stuff. But it worked out yeah. well for me when I wanted to show people at work what I went to. Because, you know, it's oh, yeah. so hard to explain to some people what it is. Because yeah. it's like, it's like an I escape know, room, know, but it's not an escape room. It's an ARG, but it's not an ARG. It's an art exhibit, yeah. but it's not an art exhibit. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know what's happening, and it's still hard for me to get. <laughs> yeah, well, the thing is, and they this was actually really this was kind of smart and also not smart, I guess. Um, we I found out because I was like, I wonder if there's like 
with Omega Mart, you're required to have the boot <clears throat> card because that's how you move through everything. It's not just an art display. You have to play the game when at least to at least at the start, you, you have, have to, to play it. Play some of it. Yeah, you have to play it so that you can get access because to leave Omega Mart itself and move on to the other parts, you have to at least pass employee training, which means that you have to watch three videos in the Omega Mart, go up to the employee break room, take a single test where a guy basically gives you all the answers, and then you move on to the factory after that. And then from there, you don't have to play anymore because then you have basically free reign to go wherever you want. And... It was fine. It was fun. But this one, because it's more of an art display than it is, the, you don't really have to play the game for this one. You have to buy the card separately. So people were watching us go around to be like, where'd you get How that card? How many times did we get stopped uh, by random groups? I think it was like three or four times. I was going to say four. Was because say there was a, that nice old times. couple. Mm-hmm. Were they from Canada? Don't well, remember, there was there I, was an older uh, couple. There was a young guy with a girl. Uh, we met them in the art uh, in the st- we met one in the store. One set in yeah, the store. Yeah, we one in the And then we ended up talking because we there weren't enough tables at the uh, at the food place, so we shared a table with another group and ended up talking with them for a while because the because. I don't know if it was like her brother or her son. It was her son. But there was a little kid. Because we ran into them later, or at least I ran into them later when we were in the uh, multicolor crystal palace. Yep. Yep. I remember. I do remember seeing them again there. I didn't. I don't know if I talked to them again, but I do remember seeing them. But yeah, it was. Yeah. I mean. Because I think a lot of people go in and not don't really fully understand what it is because it's weird it's but it's also what meow wolf does and they they got a wheelhouse and it's a good wheelhouse for them they know how to play with it yeah so yeah and it's interesting the only frustrating part was right at the tail end when we were like we're so close to being done and everybody is in the fucking control room which is yeah. smaller than the control room at Omega Mart. And, you know, what's also annoying is Convergent Station is really big. This, you know, Convergent yeah. Station, we weren't on top of people. There was so much until, room until you mm-hmm. went into the room behind the hairdressing salon on C Street. And there's another yep. group of people coming in from the eg- other door. It's not an exit door, but there's a- two doors into the room. And everybody's yep. just standing there, and it's like... Yeah, because nobody really, until you get to endgame, nobody even knows that you're supposed to be there. And because we got there once, and we it was pretty early in the day still, so no one was getting to endgame yet, but... We got there, and there weren't a lot of people there, and you don't really know what the station is. You know it's a control room because there's a bunch of cameras and buttons and things you they can press. They actually have camera feed, camera feeds that feed into the control room of Omega Mart. Mm-hmm. I don't know yeah. if so you get some to- of the other screens, I don't know if they're from other locations. 
So that mm -hmm. might be something too, but that was one of the cool things about the control room is you could see the security cams for different things at Omega Mart. Yeah. So yeah, that was that was fun. Honestly, 100%. I'd recommend it, though, so far. I mean, we haven't had a bad experience so far when we traveled yet, as far as, like, activities. Hotels. Eh, that's a different things thing. Things happen, but, 